0: The MPAA, a lobbying organization for the movie industry, maintains a rating system first implemented in 1968 by Jack Valenti. The system with its age-based G, PG, PG-13, R, and NC-17 alphabet code has become a cultural icon, but behind its simple facade is a censoring process kept entirely secret. Kubrick's Dick's latest film, This Film Is Not Yet Rated, discusses disparities in the system's ratings and feedback between Hollywood and independent films, between gay and straight sexual situations, and between violence and nudity. Dick has directed a number of documentaries including Twist of Faith, which was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature, Dirada, which won the Golden Gate Award at the San Francisco Film Festival, and The Life and Death of Bob Flanagan, Supermasochist, which won the Special Jury Prize at the Sundance Film Festival and is one of my favorites. Kirby Dick, welcome to film school. Thank you. How are you doing today? Uh, very good. Are you up in L.A. right now? Is that where we're uh, reaching you?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm still at home. So. Uh, okay. Labor Day, long Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I, I don't blame you for taking advantage of that. So what's, uh, what's reaction been like so far to your film?
1: Oh, it's been fantastic. Um, you know, people um, are really outraged to find out how secretive the process is and how unprofessional it is and, and how biased it is. And at the same time, I mean, they find the movie very entertaining. I mean, we have some really wonderful interviews with John Waters, Matt uh-huh. Stone, Kevin Smith, some of the funniest filmmakers working today. So it's it's kind of a good combination of being entertained and outraged. Well,
0: what, what inspired you to make this film? Was there a Particular incident that got you going?
1: Not really. It was just uh, watching how uh, films had been rated over many years, and particularly how independent films and films with gay uh, gay content in were rated much more unfairly. So um, it was at some point I just decided I wanted to make a film about this and, and get the discussion going on it.
0: The point that gets to me is, is the violence, the matter of violence, too, yeah. that yeah. you can see all manners of violence on the screen and yet show, well, Like a, we, we just play a little clip of, uh, I think it's uh, Kimberly Pierce was saying in Boys Don't Cry that some of the sex scenes had to be cut.
1: Right. right, they got right. an NC-17, but when, uh, when uh, someone was shot in the head at close range, and you see their brains blowing out, then okay. That, that's okay. It's interesting because in Europe, in most of the Western European waiting systems, they are much more concerned with violence than with sexuality. It's, it seems like only here in the U.S. Is, is sex an issue, and violence seems to get off you know, easily. But you know, it's interesting, if you look at the studios and you look at the kinds of films they make, see the the MPAA is the organization that oversees the rating process. It's the Motion Picture Association of America. Mm -hmm. Well it is the trade organization and lobbying arm for the six major film studios. So it represents them. And if you look at the kind of films the studios make, they make films right now much with much more violence in and that's why the studios make sure that the MPAA who pays their bills gives less restrictive ratings to films of violence.
2: I think it's uh, important for the listeners to kind of understand the, the way the system works. Sure. When you make a film, you're not compelled. You're not somehow you don't have to give it to the MPA board, but there are a whole lot of penalties if, if your film isn't rated. Or it, Is that right? I mean, That, that walk is us correct.
1: Through. I mean, when you finish a film, you do not have to submit it to the ratings board. Almost all films that are going to get any kind of significant distribution at all do so, because otherwise you have to go out with a unrated. And unrated, there are a lot of theaters that won't play it. There are a lot of newspapers that won't advertise it. Um, you know, there's some TV restrictions, and there are even restrictions in Blockbuster and Walmart.
2: Unrated is almost code for for an NC-17, isn't
1: it? Uh, or is close, it? Not, not quite. Okay. NC-17 is even worse, which is why um, even films like mine actually went... Uh, I, what I did is three-quarters of the way through the process, yeah. I submitted my film to the ratings board to get a rating. Now, the, the reason it was kind of... It was funny in one way, but the reason I did it was is that the process is so secretive, nobody knows how, how it operates, and nobody's known for nearly 40 years. The only way I could find out was to submit my film to get a rating and then follow it through the process on camera. Camera, as I learned how, the, how actually absurd the whole process was. Well, they gave me an NC 17. Because,
2: no. because they wouldn't tell you
1: why. <laughs> well, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be specific. Yeah. and This is one of the problems. With studio films, uh, they'll tell it exactly what they need to do to get the rating they want. With independent filmmakers, that's rarely the case. But in the end, instead of taking the NC-17, because IFC, who is the distributor of this film, is not owned by a studio, they're not obligated to go out uh, w- with a film that has a rating on it. All studio films have to be rated. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we went out, Unrated, which has restrictions, but they're not as bad as the NC 17.
2: You say early on that the studios and, and this, this board work very closely in telling the major filmmakers how they need to cut these films in order to avoid the NC 17 but with independence, they don't, and your film is evidence of that. They just, in that conversation that you have with, uh, is it Joan or Jane? Gray? Joan Graves, Joan Gray. the head
1: of the ratings board, right. the only known member, I might add. The only, the until only
2: until your film, the only known member exactly. of the, of the, of the, of the <laughs> which in and of itself, it's a great part of the film, the sort of detective uh, undercover work that you do, and just the idea that, as, as you say in the film, this board is unknown, unaccountable, there's no real mechanism for putting any kind of pressure on, uh you walk in, the, the hearing that you had sounded very Stalinish. Yes. And then they say, Well they need this, they need to be unpressured, unfettered by, you know, outside pressure groups and all that. But yet we have the court system, the political system, all kinds of systems within within the U.S. that are much more important to our daily lives are subject to kind of pressure that that uh, and and yet this isn't. So well, you're yeah.
0: talking about the p- appeals process. I'm sorry. Well, too, the, appeals, that one point. Both, yeah. the appeals and both
2: yeah. the appeals and the the initial your initial uh, submission of the film, and then of course the appeals process, which was Kafka esque. Actually, yeah. that'd be a better way to put it.
1: <laughs> no, but, it's, it's it's true. What what happens is if you submit your film to get a rating to the ratings board, and you get a rating you don't like you can appeal that which is what I did I got an NC17 rating now I thought the appeals board would operate uh, professionally and and sort of with respect to someone who's working in the industry not so you cannot bring your own the attorney of your choice to to assist you before the appeals board even though the chair of the appeals board is an attorney from the MPAA hmm. You can't refer to precedent. You can't refer to another film and say, look, it's very similar to my film. You gave it a less restrictive rating. I want to make the argument that my film also deserves the less restrictive rating. As soon as you mention the other film, you're cut off. And the other thing we found out, which is very interesting, is that there are clergy in the room. Yeah. This was a, no, this was something no one knew. No one, not even people within the industry. This is something that Jack Valenti, the former president of the MPAA, who'd been there for nearly thirty-six years and had come out of Washington and was a, a, kind of a master lobbyist and deal maker, had gone to the churches very early on and said, "Look, I want to include you in the process. I'm going to put a couple of your representatives on the appeals board, but I'm not going to tell anybody." which is, I mean, it's bad enough that there are clergy in the room deciding something that, you know, clergy, it's fine if clergy, you know, make their opinion known from the pulpit, not in the ratings room. But then to be in there and then not let anybody know they're in there, that's when it does get Stalin-esque.
0: Well, and how, how in the world did they... A catholic and an Episcopalian. I mean, if, you know, I, I can understand a Catholic name. Because People, there's so many Catholics yeah, yeah. and Episcopalians are basically catholic Wait, light, Where's right? the Unitarian representation <laughs> in
1: there? <laughs> well, well, no, it's interesting you bring that up, because there are not, uh, it's not like it's a rotating position. There are no. not rabbis, there are no, no Muslims. Uh, you know, again, it's it's just, it, Jack Vellani made a backroom deal. He's a master. He's been a master at doing that.
2: Well, and also, it, I was raised Catholic. I don't know if you have any experiences uh, in Catholicism, yeah. but way back, when I was a kid, uh, the L.A. Archdiocese—and uh, I'm sh- sure they still do—they used to put out a, a newspaper called the Tidings. Mm-hmm. And every week, the Tidings—every time the Tidings came out, there was a rating of all the films. Right. And they were—they were—they went from uh, acceptable to condemned. Right. The films yeah. were condemned. <laughs> if you—if you went and saw these films, you, uh, I guess, by proxy, would be condemned. And uh, and so they—the Catholic Church has a history of monitoring. The, uh, the film industry, doesn't right. it?
1: And again, I mean, that's within the context of the Church, that's their business. In fact, they did that to our film, and, and we, we weren't condemned. I, I, I'm pleased to let <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe things are getting a little better in, in the Catholic <laughs> world, may, not with the MPAA, however.
2: I was a little bit confused, because at one point, someone said they don't have voting rights, and then I thought that uh, that the the Catholic priest said they did have voting
1: yes, rights. Yes, yes, you, you're correct. What what happened is, one of the people we interviewed who was on the appeals board said that he thought they voted and participated in the discussion during the appeals board process. And the reason I kept, in fact, I well, I don't, I don't know for certain that, that they don't, but I suspect that they don't, but there was so much, there's so much misinformation that yeah. the MPA gives out that I wanted to leave that in to show even somebody on the board didn't know whether the clergy sitting beside them was voting or not.
2: Yeah, There was one particular decision that came out that uh, Joan was certain it was going to turn out one way, and it came out another, and I guess she was just shocked over... I can't remember... Right, what the, no, oh, that I think was uh, Michael
1: Tucker, the co-director of Gunner Palace. Oh, who, that was it, yeah. He, he, he initially got an R for... You know, he was shooting soldiers in real situations yeah. and they were using profanities when someone shot at them, not surprising at all. <laughs> well, she insisted that those be taken out. Yeah. He, was, he was... He went before the appeals board and uh, and was able to convince them because he is such an eloquent speaker. Was able to convince them to overturn the rating. But I actually, honestly, think no one else would have been able to do it. He's one of the most eloquent speakers I've ever come across.
2: We're, we're speaking with Kirby Dick, and the film is this film is not yet rated anyone who loves movies or even likes them should see this just simply because this is the internal workings of the motion picture industry it tells you a lot about the way in which thing decisions are made about the things that you get to see or not see
0: if you were in charge would you have any sort of ratings at all in the motion picture industry
1: well I think the most important thing that a board can do is get information out to the public and to parents uh, uh, there should be a comprehensive but concise listing of of the sex, violence, nudity profanities, uh, smoking, drug use, in a film, so that parents around the country can decide for themselves whether they want their children to see a film and not 10 anonymous people rating films in Los Angeles. The the system should be transparent. It should be open. All the rating systems in Western Europe are transparent. It works fine. Um, And it shouldn't be biased. I mean, right now there's a real bias toward... independent films, as I said, there's a real bias toward films with gay content. It should be an open and fair process.
2: Well, and also, it it should be unbiased as far as studio or non-studio. It should be unbiased violence I guess that not that a significant change shouldn't that be a significant change it should
1: to... be yes there should be experts on the board who have experience with media violence and the impact on, on children and adolescents and are able to give their opinion right now it's the mo- probably one of the most unprofessional boards operating in this country today there are no professionally developed standards no written standards the raters receive no training they're hired one day put in the rating room the next and begin rating films
2: some of them are next
0: door neighbors to other yeah, that's what right? I was thinking I, I I was thinking this is a buddy system. It, it, it really is. No, It is.
1: If, to you, be... a, yeah, if you like to watch movies, it's a good place to get a job. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I might apply then. Hell, <laughs> I love watching movies. And then you get to the appeals board, and this is another thing I doubt anyone in the industry knew, is how industry-heavy, in fact, I think it, it was solely industry people.
1: It, exactly. It's dominated, The appeals board is dominated by people from the studios and from the major film exhibition chains. And almost there's almost no representation from independents at all, which is, again, why... Independence independents lose at that level and, and the studios win. But this was, this was so secretive that even when it was initially premiered at Sundance, there were gasps in the audience because people who worked with these people on the appeals board didn't even know that their colleagues were on the appeals board.
2: Isn't oh, this amazing? Why is it? Do we need to worry about some cabal somewhere? What is the rationale for the secret? I mean, what is it they say? When, well, they, when you ask them about how, why it's so secretive.
1: Well, the reason they say it's anonymous is that the raters are kept anonymous is so that they are protected from influence, so that someone who's submitting a film before the ratings board doesn't contact them and try to get them to change their vote. But what we learned was that the only people who have contact with them are people within the studios. Heads of production and post-production supervisors often have weekly contact with the raters over many years and develop relationships with them and are in a position to influence their vote and guide their, their films through the rating process. The reason this is set up, it's, I don't think it's particularly a, a moralistic system. I think it's, uh, the system is set up because the studios want to increase the bottom line, and the best way to do it is to take control of the rating system and make sure their films get the less restrictive ratings and no one knows what's going on
2: can, can i just throw out my my marxist critique just yes, please. for a, for a <laughs> no, second not that again. I know, here we go and that is we we'd much rather view a film so-called entertainment film in which it promotes the idea of our young boys marching off to war as opposed to our young women expressing some form of sexuality
1: I think that's absolutely true, and I think that the Ratings Board uh, takes, the, uh, takes that position 100%.
0: Do you have any theories on, on why that is, though? I mean, does, does violence sell more than sex, after all? Or no, not, not where
2: I live.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's true. I think we do live in a violent society, you know, and we, the studios have decided to <clears throat> target that audience yeah. and develop that audience. I mean, I think the, st- the studios have to take some responsibility for the violence in this country. Yeah. And, uh, and so, again, um, since that's their audience. They want to make sure that it gets the PG-13 PG, PG 13 rating, and it gets out to as great an audience as possible.
2: We're speaking with Kirby Dick. The film is This film is not yet rated. In the film, you have a number of people who come on to talk about the effect of, of violence in the society, mm-hmm. and we're one of the most most violent societies on the planet, and yet we're much more worried about whether or not Chloe Sevigny has an orgasm.
1: Exactly. Than, that, that is too long. That's too long mm-hmm. on
2: film. Well, I, for one, enjoyed it.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah. I well, I, I, I kept it on, you know. In fact,
0: I've got a tape length. loop of it. <laughs> but it
1: you know, it's interesting, because Kimberly Paris, you know, who was the director of Boys Don't Cry, yes. in, 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 in that scene with. Uh, Chloe Savigny pointed out that uh, one of the reasons she thought it it was it ran into difficulty was because it's the, the the female experience of pleasure and and she pointed out that in Hollywood most films are written by and directed by men and so audiences and the ratings board are much more familiar with that position and when they see you know a woman enjoying orgasm that makes them uncomfortable and tends to reach you know have them reach and push their NC-17 button.
0: Yeah. And on the other hand, I would say that there's probably more violent rape in film than yes. there is any female enjoyment of sex.
1: I in think film. you're absolutely right. Uh, it's 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 a trope that's been you know so tried and true well, over so many years that uh, it's a, it's just another way of marketing violence. How I mean, many how, violence, m- yeah. how many
2: hundreds of films have I seen? I'm certain you have too where sex is inevitably followed up with something horrific. Yes. Something happens to the woman or the both of them. All these teen films, uh, almost all of the, these horror teen films, they've just had sex, and then right. and then the guy slashes them up and all the rest of it. It is it's a staple, and and no one seems to even... Is there okay. is there anyone someone can complain to, like, <laughs> the you know, MP, like me? Like the yeah, board. Um, oh, by the way, is there a mechanism to express some kind of public there is, outrage? There is. Okay. The, on
1: the IFC website, there's a... a petition with the recommended changes that we've had thousands of people sign it now that you can go to it uh, on the IFC website, and uh, we're going to be presenting that to the MPAA probably within the next month or so.
2: Very good. We'll encourage our listeners to go there. It's a terrific documentary. I urge anyone who's at all interested in film, cares about things that they see, their kids see, and the rest of it, to check out. This film is not yet rated. You have a terrific body of work, by the way, with Twist of Faith, Mm -hmm. Sick... And what am I leaving? Bob at? Flanagan. And Bob Flanagan. That's that that Bob Flanagan. was a
0: um, that was a great film. Thank I, you. I, I thank was you. taken aback. He was by a I great was, guy. He yeah, was an incredible he, guy. Yeah, that was probably the most uh, uh, the most touching death I've seen on film. Wow. Yeah, i was, there's been a lot of them. Yeah,
2: yeah. That was that was amazing. Well,
1: thank, thank, you you. For, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you very much.
2: That. Well, Kirby Dick, the the film again is this film is not yet rated. And good luck to you and all of your future projects. Thank uh, you, Kirby Dick.
0: To sign the petition asking the MPAA for a better rating system, visit www3.ifctv.com/thisfilm/petition.php. That's www3.ifctv.com slash this film slash petition dot p h p to learn more about film school listen to more interviews or subscribe to our podcast visit our website at kuci.org slash film school